You're listening to How To 20-Something, the only podcast that helps both men and women navigate their 20s and learn how to adult across all aspects of their lives. We're going to be focusing on career, relationships, finances, fitness, nutrition, and all of the common challenges and obstacles a typical 20-something will face in this post-college life and what to do about it. I'm your host, Just Diamond, and I'm the CEO and founder of Just Diamond Coaching, where I help young professionals get their shit together, gain their confidence, and own their life. No one prepares you for this adulting world, so allow me to help you feel like you are no longer a chicken running around with its head cut off, and that you actually know what the hell is going on and what your next step to take is. Welcome to How To 20-Something. Welcome back to How To 20-Something, with today's topic being about setting goals. And no, this is not an episode teaching you about SMART goals. You know, that acronym that gives you a checklist of setting a good goal, one that's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. Like, yes, I'll be including parts of that concept throughout this episode, but I mainly want to help you get in the habit of creating goals why you need to set them, what they do for you, and your perspective around achieving them. Which might seem obvious right now, but by the end of me talking today, you'll see what I mean, and maybe you'll realize that there is a better way to approach goal setting. And I don't want you to think that you're doing it wrong, that's just the title I came up with. And just like anything in life, there is more than one right way to do something. However, you do need to set goals regularly. So if you aren't, then seriously take notes because it's so important in all aspects of your life to feel like you are working towards something rather than just existing day in and day out. It is up to you to combine what works best for your individual life and as always, I'm here to remind you that this is part of what I help my clients with. We set concrete goals in all aspects of your life in our very first session, and then I reverse engineer the steps needed to take you from where you are right now to where you want to go. So if there are parts of your life you're wanting to work on, then I highly recommend you head to the show notes and click the Road to Success call link and schedule a call with me where we can discuss what you're wanting to work on and if I'm the coach to help you achieve the life you're after. And now that my mini sales pitch is done, Let's get into it. As I just said, goal setting is important as it creates a foundational framework and gives you direction as to where you want to be taking action on to improve your overall quality of life as well as your own personal development. When you break down your goals, which I will be explaining just how you can be in doing so, you are helping yourself prioritize your schedule, time, and decisions according to what you're after. Your goals should be just out of reach, where they aren't guaranteed to be achieved, but they are possible, thus encouraging you to grow into a new level of your evolution. And as you strive for these results, you acquire new skills and knowledge along the way and overcome challenges that come up, thus making you a stronger person and giving you more confidence to continue to set goals. Goal setting is a never-ending process, and as you achieve one after another, you subconsciously reinforce your own beliefs in yourself and your ability to achieve the life you're after. And as obstacles come up or as things shift unexpectedly, you strengthen your own resiliency to other parts of your life as well. You essentially learn to adapt to changing circumstances, all while keeping your end goal in mind. Overall, Setting goals for yourself 
on a regular basis is crucial to consistently improving your quality of life. They give you a roadmap to follow and help you to realize what's important to you in this phase of your life. Now that you have a grasp as to how important it is to set goals regularly, let's get into how to properly make them and how to make them a continuous habit. And I want to start with the easiest way to remember to set goals, and that is breaking them down into what you want to achieve in one quarter. This is the T in SMART for timely for anyone that's keeping score. But if you set goals in the way I'm about to tell you, then your time frame will be about three months and in three-month increments. So if you don't know, there are four fiscal quarters in a year. Q1 is January, February, and March. Q2 is April, May, June. Q3, July, August, September, and Q4 is October, November, December. And you see, up until you entered the adult world, your school year was time chunked out for you. You had semesters and breaks all laid out where your focus was directed to that time in the year. Your goals were directed towards grades for that particular time period since you were starting and ending courses and they weren't going to carry over into the next semester. And every semester, your grades started over and you were working towards achieving something new per that class. You worked week by week to keep your grades up and absorb the knowledge needed to pass the midterm and final exams. Maybe you even played sports throughout school and they fell into fall or spring semester. Like, yes, you were probably training year-round, but the actual season was chunked out for you where different achievements were brought into your focus. Like, when I did gymnastics, we were in the gym year-round. And there was a competition season where you're fine-tuning your routines and current skills, and then off-season where you are building on your skills and training to advance to the next level. When you enter the real world, it can feel very mundane and like you're living the same day over and over again because nothing is chunked out for you anymore. That is unless your job does operate on a quarterly basis. But I know my corporate jobs didn't. It may have for the people higher up in the corporate ladder, but for me, it didn't apply. And I'm sure that for a majority of you, quarters don't really apply yet either. And this phenomenon was actually brought to my attention when one of my clients, who's in college, was mentioning she just needed to get through fall semester last year and then take it one semester at a time from that point on. To which I told her to keep that mentality in mind for when she graduates and enters the adulting world, that you need to to break the year up and set goals accordingly and take things one quarter at a time or even one month at a time. It's daunting and demotivating to think you will be living roughly the same lifestyle for the next 40 years of your life. My first week of my first adulting job after graduation hit me with this realization that I've worked hard to get to this point in my life and it was such a letdown and a depressing moment to realize it really wasn't as hype as everyone made it out to be which is a feeling I think we need to normalize. I do think that for about half of you, you are very okay with having this sense of a routine, but for the other half, you can't wait to find something in your life that grants you the time, freedom, and flexibility that does come with being your own boss. Regardless of what you want for yourself, you should still chunk out your year. When I became self-employed, I naturally started breaking up the year based on quarters, and at the start of every quarter, I would wipe my whiteboard clean and write out the new goals I wanted to work towards for the next three months. And this is how I want you to start your goal setting process. 
This is also entirely coincidental, but definitely meant to be that this episode is being released in the last week of quarter three. So you can begin brainstorming what you want to work on for the last three months of this year. I literally had to check my calendar as I was planning out this episode to see when it would be released and was so excited that the date is beyond perfect timing. So get your whiteboards ready or even a pen and paper and let's begin breaking down your goals for the rest of 2023. Which actually brings me to my first tip, and that's you need to write down your goals and hang them up where you see them every day. It's why I write mine out on a whiteboard, plus it's more eco-friendly, much bigger than a piece of paper, and it's hanging in my room, so it's the last thing that I see before I go to bed and the first thing I see when I wake up. So as you start to think about what goals you want to set for the next three months, I want you to break them up into different categories. I'm going to give you some examples, but again, like everything I talk to you about, adapt it to your own needs and future life you are wanting to work towards. However, with that in mind, the very first goal any young professional would benefit from creating is a financial one. This could be a savings goal, a Roth IRA, a 401k goal, a high yield savings account goal, which if you don't have a high yield savings account, please go to the show notes and click on the Marcus link as you'll get a 5.3% return for your first three months, meaning, and pardon the mini tangent, your money can sit in an account and make money for you. So if you put in $10,000, you would get 53 extra dollars this month just for it existing. And I will be bringing on a financial advisor or a coach of some sort in the future, but that's my mini get you started spiel. Now, back to goal setting with your finances and what this could look like so you're tracking it. I have a budget sheet, so I know how much I'm netting at the end of each month and also through each quarter. On my handy-dandy whiteboard, I have boxes based on my financial income goals, and I shade them in in $500 increments so I can feel encouraged to keep working hard and be proud of the progress I've made. It needs to be so top of mind so you actually are working to follow through on the goal you set out to achieve. And most importantly, you need to be specific and have a measurable outcome. And yes, this is the M and S in the SMART acronym. Asking yourself how much money you want to save and to where so you're working towards a finish line for these three months. Your goals need to have some kind of measurable outcome, meaning you need to assign a number to it. My whiteboard typically consists of the number of clients I develop or continue a partnership with for that quarter, how many people I want to attend a workshop I'm creating, the amount of revenue I'm striving to bring in, and any other goal, but for me they are mostly centered around my business. Most of you who are listening are not self-employed, so I'm going to continue to exemplify how you can set up your own goals based on a standard young professional's life. Because after all, I am a coach for young professionals, And this is who this podcast is primarily for. When you set a number, you can think of it as a form of a manifestation because that's really what manifesting is. It's having a certain outcome in mind and wanting it to happen so you're going to do what's in your power to make it possible while also knowing that whatever happens is exactly what was supposed to happen. With all of that in mind, another type of goal that you can make is a social goal. If you're introverted like me or new to a city, then creating a goal to go to three networking events in a quarter, so essentially one a month, is a great place to start. My client, Nicole, who was on this podcast a few weeks ago, just moved to a new city and has 
group networking goals, one-on-one friend goals, and a couple outing goals that will include her fiance. Hers are monthly, but if you're new to this goal setting thing, go with quarterly, only because it will give you more time flexibility to achieve the goal you're after. I personally had as part of my New Year's resolution to attend one networking event a month, and I have successfully been implementing that goal for all of 2023 thus far. Some more social examples could be joining a new group, whether that be a local walking group, an improv class, Toastmasters, which is for public speaking, a group fitness class that you've never done, a painting class, a kickball team, but something that puts you in front of new people to expand your social circle a little bit more. If you have travel goals, or if you want to have travel goals, then what trip or trips do you want to get on your calendar for this quarter? How many trips do you want to take? Where do you want to go? How long will they be? How much PTO do you have so you can take this trip? How much money do you want to set aside for this trip? Really get your mind thinking in the present but acting for the future so you do reach the sense of accomplishment when you can check it off once it's completed. Goals in regards to your career could look like completing a project, seeking a job change or a promotion, speaking up in a meeting if you've never done so, finding a mentor, or connecting with someone in your industry that's not at your workplace. Your fitness journey would look something like hitting PRs on certain lifts, running a certain amount of miles, working out 60 days in the three months, which is usually about 90 to 92 days, or even trying a new form of working out every month, like a dance class or rock climbing or Pilates, outside of what you normally do. Eating healthier would look like meal prepping lunch every week or not eating out more than five times a week or reaching your protein targets every day for a week straight. Maybe you have goals that you want to set within your relationship, such as one really planned out date night a month or a weekend getaway, just the two of you, or three check-in conversations over the course of three months, asking each other for a rose and thorn from your day every day for a whole month, You don't have to set goals in each of the categories I just mentioned, but you should be able to see what areas you want to improve upon in your life and then go and create a measurable goal for it. In order for them to be achievable and relevant, you'll need to have a serious conversation with yourself and look at the way you are operating right now in this present moment and what you want to be doing, being, or having instead. For instance, with that last example, if you are currently single, then being in a serious relationship is a bit of a stretch for a three-month timeline with no one on the radar. Instead, you can set a goal to go on one date a month or maybe ask someone out that you have your eyes on and release the what happens next pressure that typically comes with dating. Start with the small step of one date and let go of the possible outcomes that could happen as a result because remember, We are not psychic. Another one would be if you don't go to the gym at all right now and then setting a goal to go every day or even 60 of the same 90 days is a bit out of reach for right now. Instead, start with the goal of once a week and if you go more, that's amazing. And if you hit that goal, that's also amazing. What I don't want to happen is for you to set a goal based on the motivation you feel right now as that's usually where people go wrong. They set unrealistic expectations because they are ready right now and then let themselves down and get discouraged when their motivation has diminished and it hasn't become a habit yet. 
When you're first starting out with a new goal, you need to make it realistically possible for you to achieve even on a really bad day so that you can continue to build that confidence and self-esteem in yourself and your abilities to follow through and succeed. But that is basically how the SMART goals acronym can show up when you're thinking about what you want to create for yourself over the next three months and every time a new quarter begins. It's really a guideline to help you gain clarity and direction for what you're working towards, but it doesn't end there. Something my coach taught me a year ago was to not be so married to the outcome And this is where the very overused but entirely relevant quote comes into play of it's the journey, not the destination. I want you to work to shift your perspective on the chokehold that outcome has on you. You need the goal to help you make moves in the direction you're wanting to go, but it's okay if you don't actually hit that target. What's important is realizing that you wouldn't have even taken the one step towards the goal if you hadn't created it in the first place. When you create your goals properly, you are helping yourself to head in a specific direction rather than aimlessly floating around in this world living that same day over and over again. But goals help you figure out what you're working towards, what you want to achieve in your life, and what you want to change or improve on. And even when or if you achieve the goal you set out on, life doesn't just end there, as now you can create an even bigger goal and work towards that. Because of course I want to achieve the goals I create and you do too. It's why we create them. But when you set them properly, they are going to be just out of arm's reach. And sometimes you aren't going to accomplish them all. But it doesn't mean that you failed and should give up. Rather, adjust your goal a little so you do achieve it next time. Or keep it where it is because you got so close last time and now you know what you need to do to get it this time. I had a business financial goal set in Q2 of last year. And in Q3 and Q4, I got really close. Q1 of this year was a bit rough, I'm not going to lie. But in Q2, I finally hit this goal. The goal never changed because I knew I could get it as I kept getting so close. And now I have my eyes set on an even bigger one for this quarter. But I see this concept of being so focused on the outcome come up in two primary places in people's lives. And it's their body and their work. I have clients that will come to me with a weight loss goal and I really work my hardest to get them to see that it's not the number on the scale that should be the focus, but the way they are showing up for themselves, the habits they can be proud of, and how good they feel in their body, rather than the pull gravity has on them, which is what the information on the scale is telling them. Regardless, when someone has a weight loss goal, I always like to ask, what happens once you reach that weight? Are you going to return to your old ways of being? Like, yep, I achieved the weight I was after, now I'm good. No. Because that's not how that works. Most people then create a new number, which again, very wrong way to approach it. But if you shift your perspective of what that number means to you, and if achieved correctly, as in healthily, then how good you feel mentally and physically while striving for the goal weight, you start to develop a better relationship to the journey you are on rather than that end number, that final destination. Because even then, it's not the final destination, it's a stop on your never-ending journey on this lifelong path. In terms of your work, for those of you who are after that promotion, what happens after you get it? Do you just stop working hard or have you now reached a new level in your career and with that comes new responsibilities and new goals to work towards? Once again, providing evidence that setting goals isn't start-to-finish process but an endless loop that keeps up-leveling as you reach those milestones. 
Goal setting becomes a lot more enjoyable when you perceive it as your continuous transformation process rather than a start and finish. And it's what one of my tattoos even represents. In July of this year, I got a tattoo that my brain thought of and then an artist brought to life, and it's a cross between an infinity symbol and the tree of life to signify continuous growth and prosperity and to trust the process. And it was my reward for successfully hitting my financial goal. The process is your journey, that you have to do what's within your control to make strides towards achieving your goal, but also release the ending expectation and know that the outcome that will happen is what is meant to happen to lead you to your next path. Like if you have a savings goal of $1,000 over the next three months, but say you got to $800 and not $1,000, instead of being down on yourself and saying mean things like you're such a failure, praise yourself and acknowledge that you probably wouldn't have saved anything had you not set out on the original goal. When you hate on yourself for not reaching your own expectations, you demotivate yourself from continuing to set goals and continuing to grow into your next evolution. And as I've said several times now, but in different fonts, you're not going to hit every goal the first time around, but you can collect the information of what you did well, what you can improve on, and what needs to be adjusted so you can get even closer to achieving the goal the next time, if not actually achieving it, and then being able to set a newer and bigger one. But you need goals. You need to be striving towards something at all times in your life instead of accepting life as what it is because it's so much more than that. The biggest thing that helped my mental health during the pandemic was when I set out on a goal to get my personal training certification because it brought drive and meaning towards my life. I was no longer existing in each day, but actually working towards accomplishing something. And everyone loves a sense of accomplishment. It's a truly rewarding feeling, but it does not exist without setting a goal first. Okay. So far, we've uncovered the importance of goals, how to set them, and how to set new ones consistently, the different ways you can categorize them, why you need them, and releasing the actual outcome you're after. The last piece of goal setting that I've briefly mentioned, but I want to touch on more specifically, is to celebrate your freaking accomplishments. Whenever I reach a goal I'm after, my coach always asks me how I plan on celebrating. And this can show up in different forms. Like I've bought myself a bouquet of flowers when I signed my first client, a pull-up bar when I made more in one month than I did at my corporate job, and my tattoo that I just described when I hit my quarterly goal. Now, when my clients and friends have reached a big success moment in their lives, I immediately ask them how they're going to celebrate. Because you need to acknowledge that you did it. You need to send that message to the universe or whomever you believe in that you are appreciative of this moment and milestone and are ready to receive more abundance. So as you set your goals, plan out what your reward is going to be. It's like your trophy for a job well done. It could be an ice cream treat, dinner at your favorite place, a trip to somewhere you've been wanting to go, a new pair of headphones, but something to signify your accomplishment. No one is going to pat you on the back for a job well done anymore. So you need to be that person for yourself. Do what you need to do to feel appreciated and proud of yourself because you did do it. You sought after a goal and achieved it and now it's time to create an even bigger one. And again, If you need help figuring out what goals you're after and what you want to focus on for the next few months, please reach out to me. 
finish 2023 so strong so you can enter 2024 with your chin up high. And I know I'm the coach that can help you do just that. The time is going to pass anyways, so you might as well invest in yourself and feel good about the life you're creating. The link to my calendar is always going to be in the show notes for you to access. And on that call, we both get to decide if working together is your next best step. But either way, the Road to Success call will give you clarity about the life you want and some powerful breakthroughs as to how you can begin getting there. And of course, that journey starts with setting appropriate goals. Just know that I am only one call away from helping you get to where you want to go. And as I wrap up today's episode, I do want to thank you for listening to How to 20 Something and for wanting to improve your life. And if you liked what you heard, please share it with a friend or on social media and tag me at coach.justdiamond if you do. I want to expand my outreach to all of the young professionals that exist, and I need your help to do so. And send me your goals that you are setting for the last quarter of the year. I want to know how you plan on ending 2023 with a bang. Otherwise, I'll let you start your own brainstorming, and I'll be in your headphones with another new episode next Monday. Until then, I hope you have an amazing week.